Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hello, this is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Welcome to the show. How's your dum-dum? It's so good. It's pineapple, and I had to set it like aside to not, you know, make noise eating it. Yeah. Now now the little screen thing up there is going to be all sticky. I'm, I'm okay. Just be, just be mindful of that, would you? Okay. Okay. I had the fruit punch one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, cool. The I other one I have in front of me is a mystery one because Kathy gave it to me. Because she wants to torture me with a mystery dum-dum. Right. Just like I do with trivia. Exactly. Which reminds me. Oh. I never answered. Well. Well, you never answered. Yeah. I never answered because I didn't know the answer. But then we just forgot about and it. And then we just and forgot about it. And Horror Facts with Kath is a big part of our show. <laughs> so last week, remind the, I was going to say remind the viewers. Okay. So this was, <laughs> this was the, the facts. So. This okay. movie is known, I'll say it as I, I am being the film. I am known as the prototype of the modern day slasher. My director did not classify me as a slasher. The director want, went on to direct the movie A Christmas Story 10 years later. I helped inspire the movie Halloween. And... I was supposed to debut on NBC January 28th, 1978, 13 days after Bundy, who was then unidentified, attacked a sorority at FSU, so they pushed it to May 14th, which was what I did not get to. That was the last fact I had for you last week. I don't think I said that fact, Okay, which is really what gives it away. <laughs> um, and the movie's Black Christmas, yeah, which, which took place, um, they were a bunch of, I think they were sorority girls Probably. all living in a house together. Probably where they all were so every yeah. person in a horror movie. So I think that's kind of what it's known as the prototype of the modern day slasher. Yeah, it certainly is there. And that it, it inspired Halloween. Is. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Thank you for that. Wah, wah, You're wah. very welcome. So are that you, was, that was our business from last time. Are you so ready for this new one? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> the entire film was shot in eight days, okay. but took eight months to edit. Okay. The script was only 35 pages long and contained no dialogue. <laughs> the directors purposefully gave the actors less and less food each day to promote conflict. This is where it might give it away. I have a guess already, but maybe I save this last fact. I have one more that I can give. Most of this film was improvised. The last fact I'm going to save unless you don't guess it. That's fine. I mean, I can actually also wait to guess if we want. Do you want to try? I was going to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. Okay, cool. Good guess, though. Thank you. That's all my that's all I got right now. Understood. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. I love it. You guys don't see it, but she like looks at me cryptically like, huh? Yeah. Like, it's like, like we're on a game show. Like I'm being investigated. Yeah. What? The side eye. 
what are you going to say? Correct. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. How's that? Okay. I wanted to mention that I've started to revamp a little bit our Patreon. Um, those of you who are not that familiar with Patreon, we've um, had a Patreon page for a while. And Patreon is a, a service that creatives can use to give an avenue for listeners or watchers or whatever to support you in your creative work without having to be a part of the big system. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Without having to, you know, be paid to do our podcast by some other bigger entity. Uh, Patreon is a way that we can um, have our fans support us a little bit, even if it's just $5 a month. I think that's the, the smallest amount. Um, and you know, you can stop and start it whenever you want, but like five bucks a month or whatever. And you get a little, you know, you get some, there's some little things on there like rewards or whatever, but and I'm really hoping with like the lift of some of the sheltering in places, we're going to be able to do some of our events that we were. Yeah. So one about. of the things we do on there is we go to events and then we have these conversations about them that are mostly ridiculous. But, um, I also have started putting up, uh, older segments from the first several shows and we also did a reaction <laughs> reaction recording to our very first episode which is basically where we like heckle ourselves um we put that up there so i revamped it a little bit and i put some old segments up and i don't know i'm putting some effort into it so if you guys want to go check it out at any point that'd be cool you can also follow it without paying but you don't get any of the material that's in the like behind the paywall so to speak but it's also like people also sign up for it just to so that we keep doing what we're doing you know it's one of those things too like you don't necessarily have to get anything for it you just want to support us in our yeah. endeavors so we can do more stuff to bring to you yeah and we're just um in september we'll be starting our season three so i can't believe that isn't that amazing it's a lot of shows uh, we're also coming up on our 150th episode cool. so that's a lot of work yeah we've been we, we did all of those in one day. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes, sometimes, but no, it actually took a couple of years. <laughs> if you really think back to our first episode, that does feel like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, two years. Wow. It, well, it'll be two years in you know September, beginning of September or whatever. So pretty close. Um, cool. So let's talk about, we had our first sort of watch party, I guess you'd call it. It wasn't really a watch party where you watch us watch the film or anything like that. It was just that we scheduled to watch two movies, um, Sinister and Candyman. And Sinister was, we asked on Instagram for suggestions from listeners and Sinister was a, um, a listener suggestion. And then Candyman we chose cause it's awesome. And then, you know, we sat down on a Saturday night and I was live tweeting and Kathy was doing some stuff on Instagram and people were responding and we had a good time. It was fun. That was, I, I had never seen it and I, Sinister? I, I right. understand why now people like it. It was really well done. Yeah. I enjoyed it too. It was, um, maybe we should tell the people what it is if they haven't watched it. It's from 2012. It stars, uh, Ethan Hawke. I think he's the only big name in it. Um, it's a Blumhouse production. Uh, 2012 British-American supernatural horror film. 
Ethan Hawke, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. That was the other oh, person. Oh yeah, he has a TV. little small role. Yeah, he has a small role. Which, in which it by too. the way, one of these watch parties, I'd, I'd like to do the Cell. That's a good one. Oh, a lot of psychology God. in that one too. Okay, yeah, let's work on that. The Cell is an awesome. We could even do an episode on that, to be quite honest. Yeah, because there's a lot of psychology in that. Mm-hmm. So I'll put it on the very long list of ideas that we have. He's so frightening in that movie. He was really frightening in that movie. I like that movie. I don't think the the cell had a lot of critical success at the beginning because of I don't know because of Jennifer Lopez or I, and I really love her as an actor. But actually. I hear in the horror community, like I hear a lot of people mention that movie as being so it's like terrifying. Maybe, so maybe cult classic and the visuals at the time. I would love to go back and look at it because the visuals at the time were so phenomenal and I wonder if like through my 2020 lens <laughs> if the visuals would look a lot like oh <laughs> to me but maybe not the, the scene that gets me is when he he walks down those steps with that massive robe and she's like <laughs> yeah. lying at the bottom of the stairs coming down to her that scene I'm like get up get up get up get, get up, up get, get up, up. yeah run, he's run. so terrifying in he that is film. he's such a great actor mm-hmm. um and yeah and the slow-mo stuff oh, that God. happens in that and all of that like surreal world that happens but anyway back to sinister so I like sinister because as I've mentioned before I like movies about uh, possession and haunted houses and you know spooky monster things that come from the vents or whatever (laughs) you know that like and so that's what this is sort of like you know it says supernatural horror film and i think um that's accurate uh there's a sinister two that was released in 2015 and i think they put the kibosh on sinister three but there was a a time when they were gonna do it but what if you were to think back to the film mm. what, do you remember the parts that really like got you that messed with you the most um well one of the more famous parts is the part one of the parts that messes with me is there's this part where his son uh ethan Hawke's son is in a box and then does like this back bend out of the box and it's hard to describe but it's very creepy and you know as they do with these like haunted haunted possession type movies there's always a family mm-hmm. and there's always a family dynamic so that was really creepy but then also the um um the monster in it is super creepy to me what about you i think the first time well i mean he's just the the villain's terrifying his face <laughs> is know. terrifying i know but i think um they don't. They, they come straight out the gate when he finds the original footage. Yeah, and and sees the the family hanging or whatever from the tree. Mm-hmm. It's just really dark. Like it's it's yeah. very sadistic and um, almost feels like like cultish ritualistic killings, yes. which always terrify me because they actually happen. Yeah, for sure. So so then I'll mention like um, the. The bad guy in this is Bagul or Mr. Boogie is the main antagonist and he's this ancient pagan deity 
who consumes the souls of human children. <laughs> so he possesses like a, he's on a realm of his own, but he can travel like within between his realm and the mortal realm, which is where we are. Um, and he's, if you search Bagul or Mr. Boogie and Sinister, you'll obviously come up with a lot of creepy pictures. I posted a picture. It's sort of this, what looks like a male figure with this horrible face with this um, sealed mouth, like a big black kind of wipe for a mouth. Um, and yeah, he eats the souls of children. Eats, maybe he doesn't eat them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what his torture of choice is, but he yeah, is they're, they're, super they're, creepy. They're there to, um, I mean, he feeds off them. Yes. Even if it's Consume. Not, consumes them, yeah. Is a better word than eat because yeah. that would be very human of him. Um, consumes the soul of the children. So yeah. if you understand that, it's really creepy when it starts to like affect his children and everything. Um, and then it starts to affect him as well. So I don't know. I like it. Um, I'm going to watch Sinister 2. <laughs> yeah, Just as a I, reminder. I see it too. So there's that. And then we watched Candyman. I love that movie. I forgot how great Tony Todd and Virginia Madsen were in that. Yeah, that's got to be like one of her first, I don't know, movies maybe? It's early. It's 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 definitely up there. But I think there are a lot of really great also like, which we see now more with Jordan Peele's stuff, but there's a lot of like sociopolitical undertones of that film. Absolutely. You know, that goes back to, well, for this, for his character, slavery and... Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why we picked it is because of what's going on in our culture right now. And um, I've been watching a lot of um, films that have uh, black characters, films that are known in the horror community for being very inspirational that were either made um, f um, by a black filmmaker or star. Because I just want to like connect more to that. I feel like it's um, important to do that in in all the small and big ways that you can. And so I know that Candyman is a, is representative of so many things in our culture that um, we wanted to watch it, but it's also a damn fine supernatural horror movie. <laughs> and Virginia Madison was great. It's based on a short story by, um, by Clive Barker called the forbidden and, uh, Virginia Madsen and Tony Todd are really great in it. And, and Tony Todd is he's he's doing the new role too, right? He's playing Candyman in the new one. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Cool. Yeah. I know he's in the movie. I don't know what role he's playing. Oh, okay. Um, the original that we watched, or the know. at least the one original, like night. It was 1992, but it was so 80s. <laughs> was yeah. it like so 80s to you? Oh, it was. I mean, in the <laughs> outfits and and some of the. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look up right now to see if Tony Todd's actually playing. Uh, in the new, as the new Candyman, because I know, he, like you said, he's in it. Um, but yeah. it's it's a well done. Yeah, he's playing the Candyman again. Great. He looks great. <laughs> he is great. And then, of course, after we watched Candyman, I've watched some movies since then that, of course, has Tony Todd playing these like little parts in it. Um, it's funny. I yeah, watched this, this crazy. I watched this movie Hatchet, which is a comedy slasher movie with the Hatchet franchise. Um, which I imagine Kathy would be a fan of yeah, because totally. it's, 
it's funny, but it's also slashers. So I watched the very first Hatchet, and he's got like a little cameo in that. Oh, does he? Yeah, he plays like, you know, it's in New Orleans. So he's like, you know, the, <laughs> he's like the, you know, magic man, the stereotypical magic man in the New Orleans, you know. She, uh, it looks like Virginia Madsen's coming back for the 2020 also. Oh. To play Helen. That's nice. I've yeah. just seen the trailers of like some young people in it. So they're obviously, uh, you know, uh, with reason. Um, they're, I'm, I'm really interested to see Jordan Peele's take on like what he does with it. Because he'll totally make it his own. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think it, it will be an interesting directorial um option but back to Candyman. um so did this movie scare you on the rewatching, or how how did you feel about it it felt intrusive it felt more of like um not in like a horror sense but mm. she was very like hypnotized and captivated by him and he stalked her and mm -hmm. it felt more like intrusive and creepy in that way than more that like a horror film mm -hmm. so like their dynamic was really creepy yeah and then just also like the idea of anyone who didn't believe his truth he would come after which is a really there's also like a socio-political component to that too. very much so so to me i think it was more psychological for me this time very much more psychological the first time i watched it i was much younger and i was just like blood gore yes, horror, yes. right it was just it, creepy it, it was like just ah. creepy but i think this time watching it for more of the underlying story yeah and the interpersonal dynamics it just felt more psychologically terrifying yeah and certainly in the climate right now where you know there's so much cultural and racial representation in this movie it's really an allegory and um, like metaphors for racism and oppression. So I'm not going to go too far into that because it would be super cool if people watched it and then gave their impressions of that. And there's certainly people who are doing deep dives into those topics that are much more well-suited than us to do that. Um, but I did want to make sure that I said that, um, I said directorial, um, offering by Jordan Peele and I didn't mean that I'm I'm doing what everyone I did in that moment what everyone is going to do about this movie the new Candyman in 2020 is they're going to assume that Jordan Peele is directing it but what I want to set forward is that although it is Candyman and it's a Nia DaCosta movie so it's directed by Nia DaCosta is written by Jordan Peele so mm. Um, the script is, I think, widely available. I, I saw where you could buy a copy of it already. So I think people are already doing dives into that. But I did want to make sure and say, you know, that Nia DaCosta is directing this film because everyone is going to assume that Jordan Peele is. <laughs> and they always have. I have since the very beginning. And even when I saw um, a panel with... Um, Jordan Peele's partner, whose name is escaping me right now, and someone interviewing him, and they were talking about the can upcoming Candyman movie and all of that. Like, that wasn't spoken about directly, from what I remember. Like, everyone's just going to assume it's a Jordan Peele movie <laughs> because he wrote it, but I just want to say, ladies, 
Well, he's but it is a monkey paw production. It is, and he wrote Mm -hmm. it, but he is not directing this movie. So, I mean, you know, people are going to assume he did. Yeah, and they're going to kind of forget that you know there's a lady at the helm. That's right of this fantastic movie, which I excellent. That's good. That's good information. Yeah, just everybody remember they're going to talk all about Jordan, but (laughs) we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's exciting. Do you have any guesses for our trivia? No. Do you want me to give you the last little bit? That'd be cool. If I can find the page. <laughs> we'll wait. Yeah. Clicking off the... Pushing stop. Moving on. Sorry, guys. I lost where I was. She was taking all kinds oh, of notes while I was talking. I don't yeah, know what she was doing. I'll tell you when, when we're not recording. Um, <laughs> a bundle of tied sticks as a prop <laughs> consisting of actual human teeth and one of the actor's hair. It's a big prop of this film. Um, I don't know. Blair Witch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you like found footage movies? No, not particularly. Me neither. Okay, cool. That's our show. <laughs> <laughs> Blair Witch, huh? Yeah. yeah. Totally made up urban legend. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and an effective movie at the time. Oh my gosh. It was like before. Super effective. Totally. <laughs> All right. So never would watch it again. But I remember seeing it in the theater. Yeah, no. And found footage, of course, has become quite the, it's a genre that people like. So there. Not my fave. Um, thank you so much for listening to our shrink chat show. You're and so welcome. <laughs> please tune back in in our next tarot talk show and we will talk to you then. My name is Shannon. This is shrink chat. I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of shrink chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.